Welcome to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high-impact life. Now, here's Rick. Well, welcome to another episode of Point of Impact podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. It's great to have you joining with us today. Really enjoy doing these podcasts. I'm back from my traveling, so we're back to uh, normal stuff here. We'll see if it sounds any better. Today, I want to talk to you about kind of a one-off subject, and that is this idea that there's real benefits to reading. In fact, uh, eight eight clear benefits to to reading. Now, it's it's certainly a bit self-serving because I, I have a new book that just came out, and obviously, my mind is on reading and the value of reading and why it's so important to read. And I'd certainly love you to read my new book, which is called You Got Style, Discovering How Your Personal Style Impacts Your Faith, Your Family, Your Finances, and much more. The book is all about the fact that we have all kinds of styles, learning styles, leadership styles, parenting styles. You're probably somewhat familiar with those. But how about things like thinking styles or work styles or decision styles, time styles, or spiritual styles, faith styles, all kinds of fascinating research and insights that you can learn more about yourself and and more about those that you love and care about. I think it can really help marriages. I think it can help families. I think it can help friendships, help you in your workplace, on your team, just about anything where relationships are involved. It's got potential. And just the self-knowledge, you know, who am I? Just learning more about yourself, understanding yourself better is just so absolutely vital and valuable so it's out now, and you can go to my website, rickmcdaniel.com, and get a signed copy of the book and free shipping for $20, or you can go on Amazon, maybe get a little bit cheaper, but won't get a signed copy, and it may with, with shipping, it may actually cost uh, just as much or even more. Uh, you can go Barnes & Noble, you know, all kinds of places to find the book. It's available everywhere, but I hope you'll get it. I hope you'll read it. I hope that it will impact your life in, in a powerful way and you'll be like, yeah, this this is fascinating stuff. And it really is interesting because it's more than just a personality profile. It's more than just like an Enneagram. It really touches on so many aspects of your life, it, it, just things that maybe you wouldn't even think about, like uh, giving styles, for instance, very fascinating research that was done years ago about why people give and their motivations. And it's just really, really, really fascinating. Obviously, you know, I poured four years of my life into it, waited another year and a half for the book to come out. So pretty excited about it. And I'd love for you to to get the book and, and again, to read the book. But irregardless of whether you're reading my book or other books that I've written, there is just really, really great benefits that come from reading. It's amazing because it requires really minimal amount of money uh, and really even time. It's really not that much. There are so many methods out there, you know, to improve your life in, on all kinds of ways. And you know, the most tried and true method of all is simply reading. Just as you should get physical exercise regularly and, and you should eat healthy, you should do something for your brain. And the best thing that you can do for your brain is to read. There are just some amazing and remarkable benefits. And Brooke Nelson uh, compiled this list, so I'm just going to borrow it from her, uh, maybe uh, certainly uh, rearrange a little bit, add, add to it. 
uh, amplify it, expand upon it. But these are just some some great insights and, and really some marvelous research about the inherent value that comes and the great benefit that you can bring to your life through reading. Why, why don't we start with kind of hearkening back to a few episodes ago when I was talking about stress. How about this? Re, here's number one benefit of reading. Your stress levels could go down. If you're really feeling stressed, particularly reading a novel could be the best medicine. According to a, a 2009 study by British researchers at the University of Sussex, they found that just six minutes of reading a day lowered their participants' stress levels by 68%. Just six minutes a day. You know, imagine if you just read for 30 minutes a day. There are studies that say 30 minutes a day of reading is just as relaxing as doing 30 minutes of yoga, for instance. I mean, it's just amazing the kinds of studies that are out there. And, and here's the thing, going for a walk and drinking a cup of coffee, listening to music are actually less effective in reducing stress than just reading a novel. It really doesn't matter what you read, the authors of the study said, but losing yourself in a thoroughly engrossing book helps you to escape from the worries and stresses of everyday life. Just getting all involved in a story just lifts you out of it. And, and, you know, we all know this is true. Now, you say, well, I can watch movies and do the same thing. Yeah, you can watch movies and engross yourself in that. But there's more benefits to reading than to just watching movies. And again, the question you have to ask yourself is, you know, why not just involve yourself in, in reading? And there's so much more in terms of reading material than there is viewing material, even today with the expansion of all kinds of networks and streaming services, still the books, and, and isn't it amazing how many of the books end up turning into miniseries and, you know, movies and, and all the rest. Why don't you just skip that and go right, right to the book and read the book and see, you know, see what the book has to say and see if it just can't really help you to so just get in that story and allow that story to just give you a break a respite from the stresses and the challenges of life. There's just nothing like it, and it's necessary and needed. We, we need to be able to take those breaks. We've got to find ways to de-stress, and I certainly shared a bunch in earlier episodes, but just this simple, I mean, just this simple act of reading is, is just something that you can do. And I just want to also... Uh, you know, just pause maybe here from the, the different benefits and just, again, just talk about you know, why am I doing this besides, you know, the fact that I'm an author and I've got a new book out. Some of the studies and research that it, it comes out about reading, especially as it regards to men, is pretty stunning. Pretty stunning. That as many as 85% of all books are bought by women. What in the world is going on here, guys? That we're not reading and that is not good. It is not good for, for you. And again, you're going to see the benefits here today. But let's just look at right now. You know, have you ever thought that maybe you could reduce your stress by reading? And you may say, well, you know, I work out and great. It's another great stress reducer. And again, I've talked about a lot of them before. But have you thought about reading as another option 
as another tool in the toolbox, so to speak, for reducing your stress. It's just kind of remarkable. And we're going to go back to this again and some of these other benefits because really guys are missing out big time, big time missing out. All right. How about a second benefit? You could boost your IQ. Yeah. Research suggests that children who are strong readers can become more intelligent adults. A 10-year-long study by the Society for Research and Child Development, this was in the UK, analyzed the cognitive development of nearly 2,000 sets of identical twins, comparing them by their reading and their test scores. And the results showed that the twin with the best early reading skills scored higher on intelligence tests as a teenager than his or her literacy, less literacy in literacy inclined sibling. I mean, you, you know, just let that sink in. 2,000 sets of twins, follow them for 10 years, evaluate them when they're teenagers in regards to whether they were more of a reader or less of a reader, and the one that was more of a reader that had stronger early reading skills scored higher on intelligence tests than the less literacy-inclined sibling. Now, it's no secret that I love the research. I have two graduate research degrees, and you know, I just spent my life researching for speeches, for sermons, for articles, for books. So I, I believe facts are your friends. I believe in the value of research, and here it is, just as clear as it could be that the research says all things being equal, if you read more, your intelligence can increase. Now, some of you say, uh, I'm too old for that. No, you're never too old. No, you're never, you're never too old. You're never too old to start reading. You're, you're never too old to put your brain into practice and exercise. Certainly, if you happen to have children, it's a slam dunk. Both my boys are readers, and it's one of the great accomplishments, I think, of my parenting. My wife and I is they're readers. My youngest is a really almost a prolific reader. I mean, just devours books, and, and it's, it's crucial. It's crucial, and it helped both of them in, you know, in getting into excellent colleges and graduating from college. One of them has a master's degree. The other one probably will get one here in the next number of years. And so, you know, if you want to be successful and educated and be a, a wise person, a thinker, there's really one easy answer. And, and I always say to people, you know, people say, oh, you're, you're, you know, you're so fortunate you had an opportunity to go to all these great schools and study all, all this sort of stuff. And I say, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely fortunate and blessed to have had those opportunities, but I tell them that much of graduate school is about reading, lots of reading, reading and reflection, reading and reflection. I tell people I took one test in two different graduate degrees, master's and an advanced degree took one test. Now, some, some of that had to do with my fields of study, certainly, but one test. So this isn't, you know how you got graded by reading and giving reflections on your reading and by doing research papers. That's what it was about. 
So you can get yourself quite an education and develop intellectually amazingly well by reading, just by reading, which is far less expensive than going to college. And you can do it on your time schedule and in your way. It is an absolute slam dunk. How about this benefit? You might add years to your life. Researchers at Yale track thousands of adults over the age of 50 for 12 years. And they discovered that the participants who read books for 30 minutes a day live nearly two years longer than those who read magazines or newspapers. Wow. So any kind of reading is valuable and all of it will help you in a, in, a, in a number of ways. But there's something about getting yourself involved in a book, something that stays on the theme for longer than just a brief article. And many you'd have to, you know, you'd have to read several articles, maybe many to get to 30 minutes a day of reading, whereas you could stick with one book during that whole time, read a chapter or something like that, maybe a couple chapters, depending on the book. And, and, and listen to, to, to more of this research. Those who read more than three and a half hours per week were 23% less likely to die during the course of the study. That's, I mean, that's amazing. When you think about what can you do to, you know, live longer, and most of the research, of course, is about diet and exercise. Here's another one. Read. The benefits of reading books include a longer life in which to read more books. That just this practice of reading and, 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 you know, I just want to, again, sort of take a little sidebar here and say, okay, so I know what some of you are thinking, I don't have time to, to read. And we, and we all know that that's not true. That's just not true. It's just a matter of taking the time to read over something else. And some of those something else's might be watching TV or surfing on the Internet or involvement in social media. There is... Definitely time if you take some time away from those to read. And the benefits, again, we're only at number three. We're going all the way to eight today. The benefits, wow, far outweigh the benefits in some of those other practices. In fact, some of those really bring you down because of all the negative stuff that's out there. Something like my book, for instance, is just going to be so helpful to you you're going to learn so much about yourself, you're going to learn about others, and it, it's just going to help you in so many ways. It will not be a negative. It will be a positive. It will enlighten you. It will just give you these sort of aha moments of like, oh, that's why. Oh, that's the way. That's why I am that way about money. Or that's why I am that way about time. And the thinking styles, information, fascinating, fascinating. You can add years to your life. How about that? Years to your life, according to the research, if you will read at least 30 minutes a day, two years longer, and again, 23% less likely to die. Stuff is fascinating. It's, it's remarkable. All right, how about, a, how about a fourth benefit? 
you give your you, you give your brain a workout. Yeah, there it is. Crossword puzzles, okay. Yeah, you know all these uh, apps and software programs that are out there now. You know, here's what you can do to work out your brain. 2013 study published in the journal Brain Connect Connectivity. College students who read a fictional story showed increased connectivity in the area of their brains associated with language and memory for up to five days later. Like building muscle memory, reading every day can train your mind to activate and improve your cognitive functions. I mean, this stuff is gold. This is absolute gold. And just think about all the push that's out there for exercise. And again, I've been exercise athlete. I've been exercising my entire life. My entire life. I am an, I, I am an absolute proponent. I was exercising this morning before doing this podcast. So it's not like an either or thing. But all the, you know, all the magazines that are out there, that are on health and fitness, all the encouragements, you know, muscle memory, uh, take care of your, your body, which is great. But imagine this, that if you were to read, you could actually train your mind and improve your cognitive functions. There ought to be a lot more talk about that, but there isn't. There isn't, but there should be. And that's what this episode today is about. Getting us to think about, wow, I should be reading more. I should be doing a lot more reading. That reading is actually going to give me a brain workout, just like I get a physical workout. Got to take care of your brain. And again, we hear a lot about, you know, Parkinson uh, or uh, well, uh, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's too, but especially Alzheimer's, dementia. My alma mater, Duke, has a big study center there at the medical school for Alzheimer's research, which is great. What can you do? Well, they're learning a lot of things that you can do. But we all know that the more that you work out your brain, the better it's going to be. No doubt about it. And though these different apps and crossword puzzles and Sudoku, whatever, they're, you know, nothing wrong with any of them. They're fine. But reading does something more. It, it involves our brains in a greater way. It engrosses our thinking in a, in a greater way. So exercising your mind, I mean, maybe just consider a reading goal. You know, maybe read X number of books. Maybe just start something simple, like maybe one fiction and one nonfiction book a month. I've got a great nonfiction book for you. You got to stop. You know, there's all kinds of, so where do I start? There's all kinds of great lists out there. You know, the hundred books everyone should read. There's classic 
classic novels that maybe you read in school and you've forgotten completely about them. You might take them back up for a second time. But just having a goal of you know, reading so that you just begin to make it just a part of your life. Something absolutely for you to consider. All right, how about another benefit? Your vocabulary could improve. You know, it's almost the classic chicken and egg conundrum. Does the love of reading lead to a better vocabulary? Or vice versa? Researcher Keith Stanovich and his colleagues put this question to the test using what's called the author recognition test to measure their subject's reading skills. They found that people who read regularly had around a 50% larger vocabulary and 50% more fact-based knowledge on average compared to non-readers. Wow. That's incredible. 50%? That is a giant number. I mean, if that doesn't motivate you to read, and I, I don't even know what else could be stronger than that, that is just an, an amazing number. Again, let's just, just let's hear it again. People who read regularly had around a 50% larger vocabulary and 50% more fact-based knowledge. Like 50% larger vocabulary and more knowledge just by reading. And again, this is what the case I was making earlier. Well, I don't have the money to go to college. I don't have the opportunity. I can't do it now. I'm in a career or job. You know, family, whatever, reading, nonfiction reading is going to increase your knowledge. It's going to increase your vocabulary. I mean, that, that is just absolutely amazing. They've got these, uh, these, these vocabulary, you know, tests out there. Princeton Review has one, for instance, high school, high school English exam. If you just want to say, I wonder how good my vocabulary really is. You know, it might be encouraging. It might be pretty discouraging. Like, wow, I, I ought to be doing better than I'm doing in this area. But certainly, it's, it's definitely an incredible benefit that you could increase your vocabulary simply by reading. All right, here, here's the sixth benefit, and this is a little different you might actually become more empathetic, a more empathetic person. In other words, in addition to just improving your, your intellect, reading may boost your EQ, your intelligence quotient, like it does your IQ. Now, I, in my book, You Got Style, actually talk about the EQ as it relates to leadership styles. Fascinating research done by Daniel Bowman, who... Harvard Business Review, where he wrote about leadership styles, but he's also the guy who is behind the, the idea of the, the EQ. 2013 Harvard study found that people who read liter literacy, literary fiction were better at identifying the emotions in facial expressions than those who read even popular fiction or nonfiction or, or definitely nothing at all. It's kind of Odd, right? The more fiction people read, the better they end up understanding the social world from simply observing subtle cues 
in their environment. This is according to psychologists at the University of Toronto, as it was reported in Reader's Digest. So this idea that by reading, we just really begin to just get kind of a, a better understanding of the social fabric of life. By reading a, a, about characters, especially characters that are fleshed out and developed, it, it just helps to give us better insights into the way people are. And then we're able to be more empathetic. And again, EQ is just crucial to success. Let's just, for instance, look at leadership. And again, in, the, in my chapter, you can read all about it. The, the qualities, the EQ qualities and, and how they benefit you in your leadership, in, in your ability to impact other people's lives in a positive way. Good stuff. All right. How about another benefit? You may bond with your children better if you're a parent. I don't think it's any secret, you know, reading to children is something that's uh, touted as uh, something parents should do. Absolutely. And, it, it, and the benefits involve their, their intelligence, their, their, their literacy skills, even their futures in terms of careers. But even the type of book you read can make a difference. Study done just this year, reported in the journal Pediatrics, says that parents who read from printed books rather than from tablets or e-readers have the most meaningful verbal and nonverbal interactions and therefore the closest connections with their children. So just having a physical book and reading that book with your kids leads to both verbal and nonverbal interactions that are that are so powerful and meaningful that they, they bond you with your children and they bring you closer to your children. I mean, that is some powerful research. And that is hot off the press research that's just, just been reported this year. So if you're a parent, you know, just ask yourself, how can I, you know, connect with my child more? How can I bond with my children in, in a better and closer and more healthier way? And here's an answer. Get a book, not, not, a, not an e-reader, you know, something that you can hold, maybe hold with the child and sit there and read the book together and see all the positive benefits that can come out of that interaction that you have with your kids. Certainly worth trying, certainly worth something to explore. All right, how about, how about one more benefit? You know, I was kind of talking earlier about this idea, the idea that you could actually decrease your risk of dementia. Having a rich vocabulary can keep your mind sharp as you age. And there was this, again, research done in Spain. And after evaluating the vocabulary test scores of more than 300 participants, all of whom were over the age of 50, the researchers found that those participants with the highest scores had a three to four times lower risk of cognitive decline than those with lower scores. Wow. Three to four times lower risk of cognitive decline than those with lower vocabulary scores 
that are directly related to reading. So you just think about, you know, you want to have health as you get older, absolutely, and we focus a lot about that, but you certainly, certainly want to keep having a sharp mind, an active mind. And the research says that those who had the highest scores for their vocabulary based on their extensive reading, their greater amount of reading, had three to four times a lower risk of cognitive decline as they got older. Man, that is powerful. All of these benefits, I mean, this is some amazing amount of benefits. I hope that it, it really just impacts you to say, yeah, I have got to, to start a reading plan. I have got to have, start making a goal to read more because reading is really so beneficial to my life. Less TV, less social media, less on the internet. Not, not you know, you don't have to get rid of it completely, but less of that and more reading. Nonfiction, fiction, at least 30 minutes a day, could be longer, more reading. Not just when you're on vacation, all the time. And it could really, really, really end up benefiting your life in a powerful, powerful way. I hope you'll do it. And don't forget, a good book to start with, my new book, Rick McDaniel, You Got Style, How Discovering Your Personal Style Impacts Your Faith, Family Finances, and much more. Look to see you again next week. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.